Welcome to the K-pop cast, bringing you the best songs and ideas in K-pop. And this week, we're here to enter the Thunderdome, or the kingdom of the thunderous ones. And um, okay, I'm being corny here, but you all know who I'm talking about. It's Stray Kids, and we're here to talk about their new album and title track. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm your PDNM, Michaela. And I'm DJ Peter Lowe. And joining us for this episode, we've got a series of special guests making her K pop cast debut. It's Crystal Bell, freelance journalist, contributor to Paper, Vogue, many publications. Chances are you've probably read her stories if you followed or read anything worth reading in K pop. Um, and also a major stay. So thank you for your time and joining us, Crystal. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about Stray Kids, aka my favorite subject. That's right. And joining us as another fellow podcaster and fellow K-pop chat regular, um, you'll remember her as Simply Jay or Jay. Yeah, what's well, good to be back on a different segment for K-pop cast right. this time. But thank you for having me. It's super excited to be talking about Stray and super excited to be here and talking with everybody. So yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming back. <laughs> Anytime. Scare, scare her off, yeah. And last but not least, it's uh, NYC K-pop queens and other and another K-pop chat regular. It's Emily. Welcome, Emily. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be back. I'm a huge stay. I can't wait to talk about this comeback and release. Hyunjin's my bias. Let's get into it. Right. Like, like we said, today we are talking about Stray Kids, Sorikun, a.k.a. Thunderous. And we're going to be letting you know if this song is Daebak or not. Yeah, so like we said, we are talking about Sorikun, aka Thunderous. Um, it is the title track of Stray Kids' second studio album. It follows the release of their first studio album, which came out almost a year ago now, which is crazy because that album gave us the timeless bangers of God's Menu, Backdoor. So this, you know, Stray Kids is really at a high point right now in their career. They had that amazing first studio album. And also they are now officially the kings of K-pop, right? This is the first album that follows their win of Kingdom Legendary War um, from this year back in June, I believe. Right. So 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 talk, guys, you guys are the, our Stray Kids experts. Like what what's going on with them? This is this is big time for them, right? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, they're also breaking their own records. They had uh, an incredible number of stock pre-sales. I think today they officially passed 500,000 albums sold. And I wow. it's only the third or fourth tracking day for the week. So they're really, you know, this, this album has the potential to be their first million seller of their career. The highest selling album in JYP history. Again, oh, wow. the, the highest selling album in JYP history, which is amazing. And it's kind of insane to think of if you've been a stay for a long time, whether it's pre-debut or even in Miro era, the fact that they are where they are. So thanks to Kingdom, thanks for thanks to their incredible growth after Backdoor 
Um, it's just a really exciting time for them. And I couldn't really be prouder of, of all eight of them, especially Bang Chan, Jisung, and Chang Bin. Uh, for producing and, and writing a, a huge chunk of this album. Yeah, like for me, it's um, I've known about Stray Kids since their debut, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until God's Menu that it's just like, oh, I've been missing out for the longest time. And so, like, I remember one of my good friends, shout out to Amber, she was like, no, you're sitting down and you're going to listen to this album. And then I was just in and I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm in this life now. And then so hearing them come back. So, like, I guess Backdoor was technically my first comeback, but this is like my first actual release that's not Mm. following an album like that so it's just like when they were like um announcing it it's just like oh no i'm going to have my world w- rocked right now and then crystal was talking about how the physical albums i got the notification earlier today that the local k-pop store has them in stock so it's just yeah. like i need <laughs> yes. to go and buy it like now after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah I, it's just they so incredible super proud of all of these boys for doing the damn thing can i curse can i say that yeah go for it <laughs> okay yeah. sorry but yeah, yeah they just let it out get just true whatever you're feeling right now give it to I'm me i'm just yes, like yes. thank god came out a time where i was just needing it so crystal said like they broke records i think it was nine hundred and thirty thousand album pre-sales that's insane. Yeah. That's which huge. Is, which is stock order presale. So I don't. Yes. I think there's some confusion. Stock orders is like how many uh, sales the company believes that they uh, have the ability to sell. Not exactly how many presales there were, but just the fact that you have nine hundred and thirty thousand stock orders is incredible. Insane. It's insane. And this is such a, a vital comeback for them. I have to be honest. As a stay, I was a little bit nervous. Mm. Um, so far for me, they haven't missed, but I feel like the pressure's on them. So it's been 11 months. Hyunjin hasn't performed with them since February. There was a lot leading up to this comeback that had me a little nervous and also excited. What are they going to come out with? Mm -hmm. You should never doubt Stray Kids. Three Racha has it. They released a ridiculous album. It's been two days. So I still feel like I'm (laughs) consuming it and like, letting it hit but i I love it i'm so so proud of them yeah Mm. oh and backdoor just reached 200 million views on youtube so they're continuing to break records even now on old on older title tracks so it's just kind of amazing to see their growth and to witness it firsthand it's so surreal i keep saying it's so surreal because i i remember when miro was i think sold like fifty thousand copies in the first week maybe 52 and I was so happy then and now it's like yeah they're already at 500,000 two days later I mean so Crystal cool. I'm, I'm just curious like you know just to, if we can like contextualize that that number a bit like how, how does that compare against say um other a-list b-list uh k-pop group celebrities like in terms of pre-orders or, or first week sales very I mean it's a, a, a higher end um <laughs> you're trying to get me got and no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I will not mention groups because I'm not yes. about that life. But okay, it right. is definitely at the higher higher end of things. I mean, if you look at albums from boy groups that have sold, and boy groups tend to be uh, higher sellers when it comes to physical 
copies and physical sales, uh, whereas girl groups tend to chart higher on digital charts. So that's the real trade-off here. But so far, no easy. If if it continues to go the way that it is, if the stock order is correct and they reach, you know, 700 to, to 900,000 potentially the first week and then maybe even a million at some point, it has the potential and it will become the best-selling fourth-gen release, which is pretty huge. I think yeah. there's always been a conversation about, you know, the the race among the first the fourth gen groups to become the first mm. million seller. And while I think there are so many fourth gen groups that are amazing and deserve all of this praise, and if you look at it, their sales are actually going up. I mean, the boys just had a release. They yeah. had their highest sales ever. ATs is gearing up for a release. I'm sure they're going to have their highest sales ever. TXT just had their highest sales ever with the chaos chapter. So that's just the trend that we're seeing in the industry. Uh, but I do think that there's a sense of uh, fandom pride, which is very big yes. on Stan Twitter, about which group will be the first to cross a million. So far, uh, we have had, in terms of K-pop in general, we've had NCT Dream have a million seller album. We know NCT 127 is on track to definitely have a million seller album. We've had BTS, obviously, and Seventeen with million <laughs> seller albums. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it's kind of just a really great feat and. I think all fourth gen boy groups will cross that line eventually. Mm -hmm. It's like trending that way. Uh, but I do know that fans are very excited to see like which group will be the first to have a million selling album from the fourth gen specifically. Yeah. And I also want to say, I think this is really interesting to see them doing these numbers because the album's not available in the United States like a lot of the other ones have been. Um, oh, wow. You can't buy it from Amazon. You can't go to Target and get the album right now. So all of the American fans, you're getting it from resellers shipped from Korea. So without that option, they're still doing these numbers. I think that speaks to how popular straight kids are. Yeah. I know Spotify, for example, they, they tend to give you, because they know the profile of the listener, they can get a lot of demographic details. Um, so I'm I'm especially curious what the gender breakdown is. Uh, for straight kids mm. like I, I we look at groups like big bang who are notorious for being um a group that 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 the boys the dudes uh love listening to and, and singing as well for me straight kids is, is certainly that group like it, it's a boy group that i think that like you know goes over well with the guys just because there's yeah. so many like banger clanger you know epic drop intense choreography Mata and fun goofiness yeah. as well I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll add that like can i jump on that can yeah. i jump on that because yeah. um i've been noticing just because like surfing through youtube and everything and you know of course when you're watching the music video you're gonna see reactions at the bottom mm -hmm. and i feel like what i'm seeing of course it still tailors to the user and everything but a lot of what i'm seeing is a lot of male reactions coming from mm. this group and it's just like you know, so used to see, you know, being in an environment where there's more women as fans. But like when I'm on YouTube, I'm like, oh, there's a large male demographic that I'm seeing, at least when I interact with it. So it's just like, oh, OK. And so I started watching a few and I'm just like when they get into it, I'm like, yes, <laughs> like all of that. It's just like I'm so excited for them. And it's just like, yes, like it's just not only for yeah women like it's for all people and just get into it because they're so good yeah and i yeah. think it i think it also helps in some ways that 
Stray Kids have never released a, uh, a love song or like a, as a title track specifically. Right. Like they have yeah. never really had gendered lyrics that way. I mean, their lyrics have always been really inspirational and gender neutral. That for sure helps, I think, um, open them to a wider demographic. And I would be remiss not to mention one of my favorite releases of the last year, which was uh, Top, their Japanese single, which was the <sighs> OST for Tower of God, an anime uh, that was created from a webtoon. And I do think that that gave them even more of a... Yeah male fan base because uh yeah. not to also gender anime because i love anime but i from reading a lot of the comments from looking at um comments on youtube and on social media it looked like a lot of guys like found stray kids through that ost which is just kind of incredible and then of course when you dive into their discography and you're like oh they create these edm bangers as yeah. you would say yeah. they have a really strong rap line they yeah. really do have something to offer for everybody. Mikhail, was there before I move on? Was there anything that you wanted to say on this background section? Uh, the only other thing is like this. We talked about this before, but three racha or say racha is it, it three racha right? Three racha. Three racha, three racha um, yeah. is had a huge hand in producing this album. Yeah. That's the unit made of members Pang Chan, Chang Bin, and Han, and they you know have really been instrumental in bringing what we know as Stray Kids sound is today, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important you mention that because if you look at the song credits on the album, they're on every single song. Yeah. Every single song. As writers, sometimes they're arranging and mixing, producing. Three Racha is Stray Kids. I mean, they're the core of the music, right? And to see the credits, there aren't a lot of K-pop groups that have that opportunity I'm going to say it that way because you don't, you know, you don't know. There could be super talented producers and mm -hmm. writers in every group. But JYP was smart. He let them do their thing. Bong Chan became the youngest and the first fourth generation, right? I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure today he hit 100 or 101 songwriting credits in the yeah. Korea Songwriting Society. That's massive. These are young guys and they're putting out hit after hit after hit after hit so they deserve all the credit in the world for composing and writing these songs i think it's so impressive yeah there's really like nothing to add on top of that other than <laughs> other than you know they are so instrumental to the not only the entire stray kids discography but also the sound that they've really established with these last three comebacks oh, and yeah. this new direction that uh, Three Racha is taking Stray Kids. But it's mm -hmm. also important to note that I was actually quite uh, happy to see other outside producers on this album, you know? And some of my yeah. favorite tracks are at the hands of some of these collaborations, you know? Yeah. Like, I love Hong Jisung as a JYP producer. He is uh, Day Six's main producer, and mm -hmm. he produced the song Silent Cry. And that's one of my favorite songs. And it's just that beautiful collaboration that comes from Three Racha working with another producer. They work a lot with Versa Choi, who remarkably is their age. Like Versa Choi is also like, I think, Crazy. 21, 22, very, very young. So the fact that it's a lot of these just like young kids are making this, yes. this music is something to celebrate. Make me reevaluate my life and be like, what oh was I doing goodness. at their age? 
<laughs> right? Um, Ooh. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, getting into it, do we want to discuss what our favorite tracks are from this album? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. Um, I'll just continue off of my first initial thread and say Silent Cry (laughs) is one of my favorite songs on the album. I have a lot of favorite songs, but this song is the one that I come back to because I'll never forget the first time I heard it. I was really lucky to get an advance, so I was able to live with this album for a few weeks. Mm. And the first time I heard this song, I was so confused. I was so happy, but I was so confused. I mean, I think this song really takes you on such a, like, winding kind of uh, melodic journey. And at some point, it even changes tempos, and that's really fun. I mean, it it kind of gives you a little bit of everything. What I like about this song, too, is that it builds and builds and builds, and you never get that release. And I really kind of love that they never give you that release. Uh, The theme of the song as well, I think, is a very uh, beautiful um, message and a lot of what their tracks are about in terms of consoling fans. And... um, yeah, I just, this song, I'm so grateful that they're working with uh, Hong Ji-san, and I just think that it is such a beautiful, weird little song. And it is, yeah. to me, the closest track on the album, and these are very different songs, so I don't want to say I'm not comparing them, but mm-hmm. when I'm saying it gave me the same feeling as when I listened to The Tortoise and the Hare for the first time, mm-hmm. which is like my favorite song off of In Life because it is so like, oh my God, what are these kids doing? That Silent Cry gave me that same feeling. It's funny that you say that it's like it's a kind of weird song, right? Yeah. That's why my favorite is Cheese. Because yes. <laughs> if you look at it by face value, yes. it's just like, this is just a song about cheese. Yeah. Really? No. But it's it's more than that. There is no. right, Emily. It was it was your favorite yes. too. Yes. I I'm like Crystal. I think I'm like all of you. Uh, when I tried to narrow it down, I had seven. And I will say this is a no-skip album, but I love Cheese. To have right. that be the opener on the album, it is so aggressive, so in your face. They literally spell out how to give someone the finger. That's part right. of it. It's just so aggressive and responding mm. to the criticism. And I mean, the whole album, it's noisy, noisy. They re- they're... unapologetic about who they are and the sound of it yeah it's just ridiculous you have Felix saying cheddar parmesan it's crazy and it's bizarre and it's fun in the best way so I'll I'll be the the dumb person in the room so I'll ask all the dumb questions but Emily when when you say like responding to the criticism for people who don't know who are definitely not myself but I you know I'm just asking on their behalf (laughs) because I definitely know the answer to this question uh, but but what is some of that criticism that they're responding to with this track? Yeah, so with God's Menu, they really took off. And right. a lot of people started calling it noise music. This isn't music. This is noise. They just do noise. Your favorites do noise. Click, clang, pots and pans. That's been brought up so much. 
they know the criticism and they they embrace it and mm-hmm. i know we'll get to this at some point but in the single they're literally there's pots and pans they're using sounds that people have criticized them for um and they really started a new genre they're kind of the innovators of this next genre in k-pop noise music and a lot of other groups have taken it and run with it And I think the Korean word that I keep hearing related to that idea of what the new genre is is maramat. So it's like spicy yeah, flavor. But it's that's that spicy that yeah. hit that that you get whenever you listen to a song that yeah. Stray Kids makes. The mala yeah. genre. Well, mm-hmm. and I think like to Emily's point, they are addressing it head on. And the very first line of this album, right, of of cheese is, you know. Is, you know, do, 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 is that funny to you? What's so funny about a headache? Like those two lines are referencing two of their songs. Um, obviously, the first being God's Menu, the second being maybe their most polarizing song to date, which is Side Effects. And Side Effects, I would argue, was kind of the initial song that got yes. them a lot of criticism for yeah. making very loud music, even though that they were kind of experimenting with a whole different genre with psychedelic trance elements. But a lot of K-pop fans were like, what is this? It's too loud. It's too noisy. It gives me a headache like to listen to it, even though the lyrics themselves are like, our head hurts. That's the point. So I do love that Stray Kids are in this self-referential era. And this is, you saw it, it's the continuation of that confidence they found with God's Menu and yes. that bravado that they established with Go Live and In Life. This is the continuation of that. And like Emily said, I am just very happy to see them never shy away from things and to address things head on. The first half of this album, I think so clearly, is just kind of a big like kiss off. Like I would say yeah. the first like four songs are just like one after yes. the next, just a kiss off. And then we get into more um, maybe uh, melodic, more uh, sentimental songs, which I was also really appreciative of. Appreciative of. Um, but the first four tracks on this album are just straight fire. Yeah. And then also so just jumping off of that, it's just like even the title of the album, it plays yep. on words of noisy and it's yep. just like it's kind of like a big F you like we're yep. so gonna do yeah. what we're gonna do and yeah. you know you take it as is and just I'm just like these kids are genius what the hell <laughs> yeah it's so unfair yeah. I just want to call out, um, so listener Dina uh, had the same thought, or similar thought mm-hmm. as you, Jay. Yeah, our so girl Dina in Slack. Dina wrote, I'm enjoying the album. I noticed on the album cover, the letters were designed in a way to spell out noisy, uh, which actually sounds similar to how you pronounce no easy, mushed together. I'm assuming yeah. this is intentional, and I think... Uh, Stray Kids love wordplay. It matches yeah. the sound of many songs on the album. They are noisy, but in an organized chaos kind of way where you can let loose in a club. Mm-hmm. Um, Dina also <laughs> writes that she's enjoying some of the slower songs too, like The View and Sorry I Love You. 
Yeah, Deanna nice. and I have that in common. Sorry I Love You is that example Oof. of, you know, the slower, I mean, not any less intense. It's still talking about kind of the negative sides of, of love, yeah. but it's still very much the more... You hear the vocals, is what I'm saying. You get you get all the vocals in this song. Yeah. Producer Chalk me in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Producer Chalk vulnerability they go mm-hmm. from four aggressive in your face songs yeah. to really introspective detailed vulnerability and they yeah. do that so well and seamlessly it all fits together it's not yeah. jarring you know although i will say when uh red lights started i was a little bit like what <laughs> um Red Lights is my other favorite song. That's a subunit song that Bang Chan and Hyunjin wrote. We saw them writing this. They had a reality show. I think it was called Howlin' Harmony Song Camp. And they were uh, subunits. Yeah, yeah. And you saw them like coming up with the ideas. This is the first time they've delved into a sexy concept. Oh my God, you guys. The video alone yeah. was just like, oh. Yeah. Well, we don't even have a real video yet. We don't it's have the gonna, video. Yeah. It's going to drop it's just on a us teaser. one day. Yeah, it's yeah. just a teaser. And it's just like, yeah. I think when did the, this happen? I think it is interesting. Like, they don't really, like I said before, they don't really do love songs. Yeah. And we have two on this album. Like, two, I would say two official love songs when Sorry I Love You which actually references like going on dates and having feelings. And then the other being Red Lights, which is this really seductive, very powerful. I mean, I'm I'm sure like Emily, you know, having watched Song Camp, Hyunjin literally references Fifty Shades of Grey as an inspiration yes. point. Yes. He is a big fan of that soundtrack. He loves that soundtrack. He loves that that sound of and that style of music. And I think it is just such a what I love about the unit songs in general is that it's a great way for stray kids to explore other genres that they might not get to explore as a group yet. And I do think Bang Chan and Hyunjin doing this kind of sexy concept, having this really seductive song with this really like strong guitar line. It's just, I just love it so much. But I think it's like a great look at like, okay, this maybe one day in the future could be a possible venture for Stray Kids. I mean, Stray Kids as a unit, as a group, haven't done a sexy concept yet. Um, But, you know, I think that this song, Red Lights, is kind of giving you a taste of like, well, is it possible? Like, could they do this? And um, I know lots of fans would probably really like to see that, um, the the group explore that. But I think like having Bangtan and Hyunjin, who we know love R&B music, who this is they love these kinds of silk uh, slinky kind of seductive beats these these kinds of songs i think it's a perfect song for these two and hyunjin coming back from a hiatus personally i just couldn't be more excited to see him working directly with bang chan seeing him um step up write and produce i mean you know bang chan really let hyunjin take the reins on on songwriting here and I just love seeing like what the other members are capable of. 
uh, who are not three racha because we know three racha and what they can do. But having all of the members participate in songwriting and even production, I think, is just a huge step for them creatively. And it's nice to see it out of the mixtape mm-hmm. context. Uh, if I could just push on the, yeah. this point uh, you raised earlier, Emily, um, like there are moments of vulnerability for them on on this album. Where were you seeing that played out or <laughs> expressed in particular? Give me a second. Let me get my notes up here. Because uh, <laughs> there's a lot. I think Silent Cry, obviously, the lyrics are really tough in that song. Uh, but I think they're relatable. You know, it's about... The title alone is... Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's about crying alone and someone seeing that and saying, you don't have to do this by yourself. Yeah. I see you trying to be tough. I see you putting on the show and you don't have to. That's exhausting. Uh, Secret Secret goes right into the same thing and it's really vulnerable and sad. It kind of carries on with that. Um, Pretending to be okay makes me feel even lonelier. And I think it's interesting that Hyunjin says that's his favorite song on the album because we know he had a tough time earlier this year. They don't have a problem with putting themselves out there like that. Han does it all the time on his... What are those called, Crystal? Like, um... Skids records? Yes. Skids records? Yes. It's either records or records. Records. I don't... Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't sure how to say it. They release these, like, one-offs on YouTube. And Han's written so many songs that bring me to tears about not fitting in, feeling alone in a room full of people, everyone's looking at you, you're an alien. They hit really specific things that I think are relatable to a large group of people. Yeah. So it's like, if I'm ready to get in a fight, I can listen to these first four songs. Yeah. If I'm really <laughs> depressed and having like shower cries, secret, secret, I've got you. Like, I yeah. feel like it's all, there's so much there that taps into real human emotion, not yeah. surface stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say, I think like also those songs that you mentioned, Silent Cry, Secret, Secret, Star Loss. All yes. the songs that start with oh, S's. Star Loss. Sorry, I Love You. Also an S song. Basically Sorry. all the songs that start with S's, except for Surfing. <laughs> not That's not a sad song. That's a hype song. <laughs> the complete that's album. so cute. Bot. But um, I think like Sorry, I Love You, Silent Cry, Secret, mm. Secret, Star Loss, which all come in a, in a line. So they really yes. just hit you emotionally straight, one after the other. I think that it's also... It proves to me that straight kids haven't lost what made them special. And I'm not saying that they're not special now. (laughs) I'm saying what I think endeared them to so many people, especially young people. I mean, there are a lot of stays who are quite young. And I think what endeared them to that is the fact that their early sound, their early music, and I'm talking Elevator, District 9, My Pace, these songs were all about the pain of adolescence, like the coming of age experience. They were so internal, right? Like it was almost like a secret secret all the time was like these songs that really was about the pursuit of adulthood and how confusing and how challenging that could be, which is something that I think everybody can relate to. You know, they had songs that really addressed, um, you know, the societal pressures that young people face in District 9, mental health struggles like voices, um, the side effects of growing up and how agitated and sick and, and just, you know, angry you are. And, you know, they were angry. They were angsty. 
And I'm not saying that they lost that. That is still apparent. I mean, you're always growing up. You're always coming of age. And I think Stray Kids, what I like about their music is that it makes me feel like growing up and, and coming of age is a real process. And you get to see them work through those emotions uh, through their music. But what I like so much about this era and what I think No Easy and also Thunderous as a title track does so well is that it is obviously very confident, but what it proved to me is that they're no longer asking questions. Like their early mm. discography, I, yes. I am like, you know, their early discography, you know, like I am who, like I am you, I am not. Like I did that mm. backwards. Their early discography, um, <laughs> their early discography, like I am not, I am who, I am you, was all about questioning, right? Like who am I? Who am I supposed to be? Who are people telling me to be? Who am I though for real so they're no longer asking questions they know who they are and that's like yeah. the beauty of this era of Stray Kids they know who they are and I think that growth is so profound and I think it's equally as important for people especially young people to hear that and to say like oh I will find myself like this will all become clearer I will find this confidence in me um, so I don't know I, I just feel like there's often this question of like um their 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 growth as artists and their um, the difference between their earlier work versus now, and I think that growth is just really beautiful. Well, I'll I'll move us along, but yes. um, <laughs> I'll I'll just acknowledge that uh, I know Jay and I we we both. Uh, we're in the banger clanger camp, so we, we both <laughs> really liked uh, one of the earlier tracks, Domino. Um, I would, you know, in my humble opinion, Domino could have been the title track. Yeah. Uh, okay, but same. I had the same idea. I was texting Emily. I was just like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, like if they released Domino as the title track, I wouldn't even be mad. Like yeah. it's so good too, yeah. and it's one of those songs like. I think, uh, I forgot. I, it was like one of the songs where as soon as you listen to it, you're like, what is going on? And I just like, I can't move on to the rest of the track. Now, I haven't had the chance to like really deeply go into the album, look at the meanings of the lyrics and everything like that. But just surface level, I'm on this yeah. song repeatedly. And it's just like... Yeah. What the hell? Like, it's so good. And then, I, like, I already knew, like, this is going to be an instant favorite when they released the teaser video for it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. they were smart to do this. Yeah. They were smart to yeah. do this. And I'm like, I already knew. As soon as Domino came up, I'm like, like, yes. instantly. <laughs> drum and bass breakdown yes I wish, oh my I goodness I wish that Three Racha would give us another drum and bass song because the only Please. other one in their discography is 0325 which is another yeah. one of my favorite songs but yeah. I would love more drum and bass the, it is yes. such a powerful song also just like So Changmin is in his era like he's in his bag Ooh. on this album he's in his Ooh. bag <laughs> really when is he, when he starts any song, you know it's going to be fire. I yeah. Domino reminded me of God's Menu. Like the song structure yes. itself felt very similar, and it's so aggressive. It's just they're playing with the competition in that song. Yeah. It's sick. I love it. As 
as a Felix fan in the group. <laughs> Rapper Felix. His little part at the end. Yeah. If you're like a, f- if you're fond of God's menu and Felix's part <laughs> yeah. he, in Domino, he does it towards the end where he says one by one. Yeah. They, f- I'm just like. You had to just do this at the end and just knock me out completely? This is what you're going to do to me? How rude, but yes, I welcome it. (laughs) That was one of my favorite parts in the teaser. Because they released videos uh, for like five tracks on the album. And that that visual from that was probably my favorite of him doing that line. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so interesting that you said that, Emily, because I feel like the title track, Thunderous, has been getting so many comparisons to God me- God's Menu specifically. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. this is maybe mm-hmm. a great opportunity to talk mm-hmm. about Thunderous as a title track. Yes, which yes. I, again, it's just that another entry in the Mala genre. It is yeah. such a confident song for Stray Kids. Again, just a continuation of the sound and bravado that they really established in the God's Menu era, which I think is, again, why they it's getting so many comparisons to God's Menu, because um, it also has that killing point of like the yes. spitting... And, mm-hmm. and God's Men, you had the chopping and you had those real like sonic booms. Uh, but I think like I know from reading what Bang Chan has said, what some of the members have said, you know, the message is also while it is a very confident statement, I would say this song is definitely a statement. Um, yeah. It also <laughs> is deeply and it's deeply entwined with with, you know, Korean mythology, right? Which I think is another really cool element of the song and the performance. Bang Chan has said that, you know, in this song, Stray Kids are Dokubi, which are Korean mythological figures. They are seen as tricksters, really playful tricksters, which I think is a great metaphor and uh, use of imagery for Stray Kids, who are often labeled as really playful and really mischievous. Uh, kind of like a great uh, parallel there. Um, and they are facing off against quote unquote naggers, right? Naggers. Mm-hmm. Bang, Chan, Bang Chan has repeatedly used the word naggers. He will never be very explicit, but he will give you the hints. He'll give you the breadcrumbs to, to, to follow along his yeah. train of thought. He will yeah. never explicitly say. But, you know, these naggers are doubting them, right? They're doubting their abilities. And so this song is really establishing them as these powerful, otherworldly beings. And yeah. it's a way for them to really, like, confidently let loose. Like, this is another banger. It's a party track. It is like, let's celebrate we know where the shit like that's kind of yeah. the song and and i think that's no why question. it's getting that that god's venue comparison because similarly it has a lot of the same elements right it has a lot of the uh the sonic elements like the synth the uh the synth drop the really i really love the brassy synths on this song and yes. the use of traditional korean instruments i think that's yes. what makes it really distinct but yeah i mean they are following a formula but the formula works. Yeah. And I would say that there are lots of groups who follow formulas. Like once they find their sound, that's what a group does. Exactly. If it's not broken, why fix it? Kind exactly. of situation. I, I mean, going off of that, uh, conceptually, it, it's mm. kind of like a a blend of like old and new, yeah. real and animated. Oh, I wish uh, there was more animation. I'm same. actually I'm actually a little upset that yeah. there wasn't more animation. I thought the animation was so cool. So right. cool. Such a neat way to start that music video. 
And then even just the beginning of introducing Chungbin, right? Yes. Yes. Like it flashes like he's the animated. Flame. And then it introduces like the real life Chungbin. And I'm just yeah. like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it really adds to the fantasy else element. Like you said, they're kind of yeah. doing this this mythical creature, Dokebi kind of goblin concept Mm -hmm. and you know that first shot it kind of like pulls back and it it goes into the sky and the clouds and you see the thunder and you see who's in the sky it's stray kids coming to town to (laughs) i don't know i i guess i I don't necessarily know about what all the visuals in this means but it does feel like they're they're kind of just like coming in on the scene and just like wreaking havoc or or doing what they want to do yeah. yeah, listeners of our show should should know what Dokebi is by now because yeah. we absolutely loved Ace's Ace, favorite yeah. boys. Yes. And they do a lot of a similar thing where they're taking these traditional Korean yeah. uh, styles yeah. and fashion and combining them yeah. with more like street modern style yeah. in, in the sound and also in the visuals of the concept. And you also yeah. you get that in this music video too because yeah. like while, while like Stray Kids... Sad. Yeah, are walking yes. around and in their like basically today street. Well, they're in the middle of Joseon, Korea. Yeah, <laughs> yes. You, if you've seen any historical drama, you know these sets. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think like you know, Stray Kids, as we know, they love wordplay. We talked about this, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Sodokun as a word itself, like they're using Sodokun in the in the hook, right? As like thunderous, mm-hmm. and it means thunderous, mm-hmm. but it also means singer. Right. And it's yeah. a word used a to talk to, a, a literal translation is singer. And so the idea that they are talking about themselves as these really powerful singers, these powerful performers is such a play on words. And I think it goes so well with the concept. I don't know where the sound monster went from the concept trailer. <laughs> but yeah. I was happy. Kind of like the big ear to come out. I, I was like. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy happy to have a mythology concept because I know Bangchan really loves mythology. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as he's happy, I'm happy. I think it's really easy to have one of these elements, like you name it, like either Mm -hmm. the 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 uh, traditional aesthetic, or the animations, or the way they um, use cuts uh, between dancers and 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 uh people in the background um mm-hmm. as an animation yeah uh, any one of those things could be like a non sequitur you know to to the story or, or the concept but i think you see it all and it's like yeah yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense together as a as a cohesive uh concept yeah. and vibe and i think yeah. that's even part of their their newfound confidence too of in God's menu and even the lyrics and thunderous. It's really, I think there's a lyric that talks about like, try any flavor you want, you know, Mm -hmm. or like try it all, like try all the dishes, have all the dishes. Like with stray kids, it's excess is good. You know, more is more that I think. And you can even hear it in like the song itself uses a ton of samples, like a ton. And what I love too is like stray kids are not subtle. You know, like, I love no, that no. they, like, the fact that they do, like, boom, 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 bang in the song is, like, uh, you know, this this way to represent th- thunder, and it's part of their song. Yeah. The way that the choreography is that laughing is part of the choreography. Oh, like, love that. That was part of genius. They're not genius. a subtle group. And so, like, all, like Emily was saying before, it's, like, they have so many... 
they have so many samples that are like yeah. pots and pans, ho- horns, horns, bay, like, you know, sounding up, like all of these little things that make their music, quote unquote, noisy. They yeah. use them in the song as samples, which I think is really, really smart and clever. Like going and, off of that, like when you see the like the cars, you know, you're going to you hear the honks and it's yeah. there. Yeah. And then yeah. you Every time there's a match cut, especially when they're in that in front of the palace, the thunder coming in each and every shot. It's just like yes. they 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 knew so cool. this is what's going to happen. And yeah. it's just like they they planned out so much for this. But like it works. It just yeah. works. And it's just stray kids like this is them. That's how you yeah. know this is stray kids. Yeah. They've really found their sound. And it's like a wonderful thing to witness a group find their sound and find what makes them unique. And I think for every group, it takes a little bit to get there. I can't think of like a single group that debuted with like their signature sound. Um, But with Stray Kids, I think coming off of of God's menu. I'll even go earlier. I really think the Miro side effects run was genius. Totally, right. And like, so coming off from like, Coming from Miro and then to God's Menu, to Backdoor, to Thunderous, like to me, this is the same group. And I like seeing them get more confident in their production, more interesting in their production, too. Like, I yeah. like that there there's lots of layers on the song. And I think so that's many a testament. Layers. Yeah, it's a testament to like how far Three Racha have come <sighs> as producers. It's crazy. Think- like the layering of all these sounds. Um this is a masterful job from a production standpoint. They don't get enough credit. Like for noise music, what they do and what they blend together, it's insane. It's so freaking good. I think it's also like if you really like listen and listen and listen, you're like, oh, there's a new thing yeah. each and every time I yes. listen yes. that you're discovering. Like it took me like wh- two or three times to really hear the traditional instruments happening and then hearing all the honking and the thunder and then just feeling it as it goes and i think like that's what i like about stray kids it's like that layering that emily and crystal are talking about they put it in their songs and it's just like you have to repeat it you have to it's just not like a one and done kind of thing they they're so smart about it and it's just like Through Racha and Stray Kids in general, it's just like you make yeah. me so mad because you're so good at what you do. So good. I think like it was a totally different listening experience for me listening with headphones. Like I listened to it yes. the first time without mm-hmm. headphones. I just listened to it on my computer. But then when I put my headphones in, I it was like seeing in HD. You know, I was like, <laughs> wow, this is 8K. Like it very much is you hear every little element and you're able to parse yeah. through all of the samples. Um, yeah, I, I recommend if anybody hasn't listened with headphones or like a really good yeah. speaker, listen to it on like the best quality speaker you can find because there's so much in that track. To add on to that, how I listened the first time to the album, I plugged it into my car. So while oh, I'm driving, so it's God, just dangerous. All around. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. But it's dangerous. You know, not super loud, but it's just like. <laughs> When I was going through it, and then I was just like, oh, hearing this in a surround sound system like this, it's just like, it's the one of the almost ultimate experiences, aside from having headphones to really dive in. It's just like, yeah. I think yeah. when you're listening to the song, like, as an intellectual, 
right? Like, you know, you're, you're, you're listening <laughs> deliberately. Analyst. You can certainly start to piece, piece out all the, all the sampling that you guys are talking yeah. about, mm-hmm. all the, the novel sounds, uh, but you wouldn't traditionally associate with being a musical instrument that they're throwing in and using musically. Um, but when I think the, the core elements, the bones, the structure of its song would succeed uh, very well as a live festival, mm. big stadium style event sort of drop. That, that's really what I'm hearing. And it certainly builds off of their legacy, uh, as we've been, Crystal and others have, have been discussing, like <laughs> from uh, God's Menu, Backdoor, Side Effects, etc. Th- these are all uh, peak hour drops and bangers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so. they, I mean, I think that's, you know, Three Racha have said that when they're in the studio and they're looking for inspiration, they go, they look at videos on YouTube of Tomorrowland sets, you know, like I think they are very inspired by bangers and it makes a lot of sense to me that when they're looking for title tracks and when they think of Stray Kids and when they think of the mala genre, the spicy genre that they've created, uh, that bangers and and kind of festival music would would really uh, suit them and would really be the kind of music that they want to put out as Stray Kids. And I think that between Backdoor and this song Thunderous, like the festival vibes are at an all-time high. Like the the last bit of this song with all of the Korean instrumentation, just how the choreography just gets so celebratory, similar to God's Menu or similar to Backdoor. I just really, really love that this is like a real party vibe and it's a real just... Be confident, have fun, be who you are, say what you want to say. I mean, even like the killing point, I think like the the spitting motion, like to do like this, is them expressing like spit out everything you want to say. Like say what you want, say it confidently, say it without hesitation. And I love that. I think that's just a great, great vibe for for late summer. Great vibe, festival vibe. I really, I need live music to come back. I need a Stray Kids concert. I need a Stray Kids festival. I think that they could do a festival at this point. Like, let's do a Stray Kids festival. For sure. I'm so there. And the lyrics, the lyrics in the song say a lot of that. I mean, it's all, the concept is so strong. The song, the music, the music video, but the whole I'm not sorry, I'm dirty, the whole thing is a response to <laughs> other people. Um, yeah. It's really, again, kind of yeah. aggressive and in your face. Yeah. There's one part where they say your attempt to look cool is just cute. You don't even oh. come close to me. Uh, if I don't like something, I'm going to talk back till I'm satisfied. Keep talking. We don't play by the rules. The whole thing is really aggressive. They're not trying to be like yeah. the nice guys. They are who They're they not are. Cookie Let's cutter. Go. No. Yeah. No. Well, and I do opposite. think it's, you know, the idea that the song even ends with Felix saying, keep talking, we don't play by the rules. Like you can keep yes. talking, like talk your shit, but we're not playing by anybody else's rules but our own. Yes. And I think that's like a powerful way to end the song. And even them just ending like this, right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. just like silence. Yep. It's so it's so smart. I love it. I, I never understood the noise music criticism. Like I, no. you know, to, to be frank, like when I hear kids nowadays 
get off my lawn, kids. <laughs> Use the, the terminology noise music. I think it just means like, like oh, Noisy. were they were, were they trying to say something like more like Dada art, like you know, atonal yeah. music? And it's like no, they just mean really mean, mean bangers. Yeah, yeah, they mean loud. And also like I hate the term noise music because no yeah. like. K-pop fans aren't using it correctly. Like noise music is a genre, and if any nice. fan actually looked up noise music and listened to noise music, they would know that it's nothing like anything that any of these groups are releasing. Like that is not noise music. What they mean is like noisy music. Like it's yeah. loud, and there's nothing wrong with being loud. There's nothing wrong with experimenting on the production. You know, I think I've, I've seen a lot of groups kind of embrace it now. I know, yep. you know, N- NCT often gets the noise music label too. They've started to embrace it. Yep. P1 Harmony, when I, yes. I, I really like uh, P1 Harmony when they were promoting their their most recent title track, Scared, uh, they Kiho, the leader, actually said it's pots and pans music. Yes. You know, like, yes. I think that there's this like movement from these fourth gen groups to almost reclaim that noisy identity of like, okay, you call our songs noise music? Fine. Like, yeah, it's noise music. We love it. We're going to talk about how noisy it is. Yeah. And it's just yep. like, you're going to listen to it anyway, like jumping yeah. off another group. Itzy does it too. And it's yep. just like, I'm going to own it. I'm going to do this. Whatever. You're going to still get addicted anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I honestly think the noise music criticism is usually coming from a lot of like second gen stands, yeah. third gen yeah. stands. And as I'm a, I'm a second gen first Same. gen stand. So it's like I will throw myself in here as well. But like I think it comes from a lot of people who are not used to or don't like the progression of K-pop. Yes. It's not their it's not their vibe. They're like, this yeah. is not the sound that I like, but I think that's okay. Like every generation has the sound that is for them and is cool yeah. for them. And it's okay to admit sometimes that music just isn't made for you. You know, I, I would, if I could be a little controversial, um, certainly <laughs> Ooh, yes, uh, Gen 2 is like a s- strong soft spot in my heart. It's what I right. brought me into the genre, what I grew up with. Grew up with, uh, I'll say, usually. <laughs> um, but I think just the production techniques and methods that were being done by mostly in-house um, or, or translated, maybe using other producers, then mm. translated to be, you know, in-house production, um, just didn't have the the technique or, or methods yeah. to produce um, some mm. of these more banger concepts that we started hearing. Um, I, I would say maybe around like 2014 um, yeah. and onwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, that's I, I'm a shawl, right? Like I when Shiny yeah. released everybody, people hated it. Yeah, like they, they really like, everybody was such a controversial title track for them. And you look at it now and like and yeah. everybody is the blueprint. Like everybody yeah, is right. like the blueprint for what happened to K-pop for the next 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it is very interesting, though. Like, I I do think that there is a fair criticism to be made about some, maybe some of the songs from, you know, the idea that there's too much of one thing, right? Like, mm. you know, like uh, a lot of the songs sounding the same, a lot of the groups producing just these bangers that kind of mm. all um, can sonically kind of all mesh together. Yeah. They follow a similar format. I think that's a fair criticism. But I also think that 
in this generation of K-pop, there's more groups than there have ever been before. So, and I often think that we don't talk about that enough of just like yeah. the, 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 sh- the sheer volume of groups. Yeah. Like it makes sense that you're hearing the similar songs and like similar beats and similar um, song construction because there's just more music than there's ever been before in K-pop. You know, yeah. before it was just so different. Like the landscape was different. Yeah. You know, things felt fresh. Maybe they seemed yeah. fresh. They seemed new because there were fewer groups, fewer releases. And now we're just in this period of extreme excess. So I do, I, I can concede to some of that criticism of like, okay, things are mm-hmm. sounding a little bit the same. However, it doesn't bother me. Like, I guess for me, I'm kind of like, yeah, like Stray Kids, Thunderous does kind of copy their formula from God's yeah. menu. Am I mad about it? No. Like, is it still a banger? Yeah. Am I going to listen to it? Yeah. Do I have full faith that they're going to do something different? Uh, break out of that kind of or step out as pun intended, uh, step <laughs> out of that kind of era and maybe try something new. I'm sure that they will. You know, yeah. I have a lot of faith in Three Racha. They know how yeah. to elevate their, the mala genre. They know how to push stray kids forward. But like, if they want to release God's Menu Part 2, that's fine with me. Like, yeah. it's yeah. Exactly. when they do God's, when it's God's Menu Part 5, then we'll have a talk. Exactly. You know, like, then, yeah. then, there's exactly. A, then there's room for concern. But if they just want to give me some bangers, I'm not mad yeah. about it. I think they're they're different enough from me each too. other. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, I'll, I'll use another example. Um, I'll, I'll put out all the stuff that can, I'll, I'll say all the comments that get me canceled so I can take the heat, like, you, you People who are looking for a fight, don't pick on our guest. You can pick on me. Um, but uh, Momoland, for example, uh, their mm-hmm. their song, um, what was it? Their 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 why am I forgetting? Yeah. Boom boom, right? Boom, boom. And then bam, like mm-hmm. yeah. oh my god, that is beat <laughs> by beat identical song. Yeah, it's yeah. not nearly that atrocious with no, the bangers no. that we're getting from Stray Kids. No, and what I look at. Everything three racha. Um, I look forward because they built up that that identity yeah. for themselves in that production style. Um, I am especially tuned into it because that that is the sound I I currently desire yeah. more. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, and I think they're adding to it. I know that there's been a lot yes. of talk about like, are they adding to the genre or are they just like copying the genre that they created? I think they're adding to it. I mean, I think we've talked about it, but Thunderous is a really textured song. There's a lot of fun samples. In my opinion, there's more instrumentation. Uh, there's different sounds in that song. The brassy hook for me and like that yeah. brassy synth is really working for me like and i love that it's even brought to life and energized by all the korean instrumentation i i know i think three racha have said that they started with that drop they actually Mm -hmm. started with the hook of the song they started with um that kind of uh that brassy synthy sound and then they built the entire song around that so i again i think that they're adding to it i think that they're not completely identical I do think that they're in the same family, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, they're like, so I, I do a lot of DJing of K-pop for K-pop events and whatnot. And there, there are certainly songs that you play because the choreography amongst K-pop mm-hmm. fans are, you know, notable. Like 
everyone knows this simple point dance, whatever it may be. So you got to yeah. play that yeah. song. Um, but then I'll, I'll have gigs and events where maybe you've got some K-pop fans there. And then you also have like estranged Westerners who just kind of like walked into the bar. They didn't know what they were signing up for. And the locals, like, the, as the kids Locals, say. yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, if I'm DJing at a club, I want club music. Yeah. And I, I look to, I, I so love um, Stray Kids's, uh title track discography just because like I've got that repertoire. Yeah. And it's different enough that I could do all of these songs back to back. And it wouldn't feel like I'm playing the same song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think maybe fair. I, I've heard critiques saying that, well, if you're to play all that together, it, it kind of sort of becomes um, desensitizing. Like you, you, you kind of mm. lose the sense of like where the peaks are, because if yeah. everything's always at a peak, then, then you don't yeah. have those troughs to the, the contrast yeah. it. Uh, but I, I, I don't always play it all, yeah. you know, all together yeah. in one go, but I need those ingredients. And yeah. Um, yeah. See, that's why I like the song Silent Cry, because it's, you think it's building to a peak mm-hmm. and it really never takes you there. They're like, we're mm-hmm. going to go somewhere else now. Like, I yeah. love I love songs that can do that and, and kind of mess with your brain sonically like that. But I mean, I agree with you. I, I think that they have a really diverse core. Uh, they have a really diverse discography. Yeah, I feel like and, a complete discography, absolutely. Yes, yeah. and I never want to be the person, like, I know that title tracks should really stand on their own, and I don't want to be the person that's like, well, you should listen to these 25 songs, yeah, these 25 yeah, yeah. B-sides you've never heard to get yeah. the full spectrum of their musicality. But I will say, I even think that their title tracks are diverse enough. Yeah. And if anything, like, I will say, as a title track, Thunderous, for me, maybe lacked some of the impact that God's Menu had. But that's because God's Menu was coming off of Levanter. Like, Levanter yeah. was their last. Yeah. And Levanter was such a different kind of song, different kind of vibe. And then you had God's Menu. And that was like a punch to the face. You know, like, yeah. that was such a <laughs> restart for them. And now from God's Menu to Backdoor and with Thunderous, I will say that Thunderous lacks that impact because you are kind of used to the straight mm. kids sound now. You know the vibe that they're going for. So I do hope where that they do change it up eventually. I know that they will. It makes me really curious to see where straight kids are going to go in the future like thunderous i thought was such it's such a great to me it represents opportunity you know when i think of that song i think of the word opportunity because it is an opportunity for them to go even further and like mm. what will they do next will they continue this really hyper braggadocious uh vibe that they're on or where are they going to re- pull a reverse uno and like give us angsty straight kids or are they gonna give us maybe love songs like as title tracks like they're they have so much opportunity at their fingertips and i think that's because they are the architects the archetypes oh my gosh they have so much opportunity at their fingertips and i think that's because they are the architects of their sound and it just makes me so excited to see where they go next Mm -hmm. do you guys think that we're gonna see more of the um i've called it the unapologetically korean in the past but like uh one us is lit uh mm-hmm. ace's mm-hmm. favorite boys bts's yeah. um Vic, yeah uh, yeah 
So like we we've seen a lot a lot of these. Like I I'm just wondering like I don't think it's gotten to the point where it's a cliche or it all starts to sound the same. Uh, certainly there there's a lot of no. room for creativity within that. But uh, do you, do you think we're going to see more of that? Um, I hope so. And- I hope so. I don't think it could ever really be a cliche because it is yeah. Korean culture, you know. Mm-hmm. And I do think that I love seeing how different groups. Uh, present their culture and how they choose to orchestrate Korean culture. And, you know, I wouldn't say that Favorite Boys sounds anything like Thunderous or Lit sounds anything like Idol from BTS. You know, I think they are all very distinct sounding songs. And to me, as a international fan of Korean (laughs) music, that's exciting. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is, I get, I learn new things too, you know? And even the, even the Dokobi concept that Ace uh, used in Favor Boys, I think they used it very differently than how yeah. uh, Stray Kids chose to kind of represent Dokobi. And there, there are some similarities, right? Just because that's the, that's the, that's the actual mythology of it. Like the hats, like uh, Felix's wide brim, brimmed hat. But in terms of costuming, in terms of presentation, in terms of choreography, in terms of animation, it's very different. And I love that. I love seeing how every group interprets and chooses to, you know, represent their culture. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I certainly live for it. Um, I, I I don't want to be like exotifying <laughs> it either yeah. like yeah, uh, yeah, you know as like a, a westerner yeah. just kind of consuming this and being like oh well it's got this thing i you know, love it for the token reasons i i hope i don't fall into that trap but no um yeah i know what you're saying though i mean it is kind of like do you think that there will be more groups that kind of do that and i hope that there are like i always get really excited to see han like handbooks on art on idols and to see these tr- more traditional stages more traditional instrumentation i i think it's wonderful and i think korean fans especially really like it i think they mm-hmm. like seeing their culture represented in such a way and and that when and when idols get to you know go on tour and perform and you know, do live stages again and then seeing it even brought to life on stage, I think will be really powerful. Yep. Okay. Well, shall we uh, bring it in and, and talk about, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm like so reluctant to do this cliche of Michaela. We got to do, do it. it. You got to be corny for stray kids. Bangshan would love it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, taking into account everything that we've discussed, we we talked yeah, about it up here. the 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 message, the lyrics. We talked about the the concept, the the aesthetics, the, the styles. The, we talked about the dancing, the choreography, and not to mention the the banger clinger three racha musical styles of Thunderous by Stray Kids. Taking all of that into account, is this song? For the record, that might be the mm-hmm. last time we ever do that on this no, show. This is tradition. We finished it. It was so bad that you cannot do it anymore. <laughs> I'm okay. happy. I'm happy to be the last one. To yes, do it. yes. Yes. So we, I feel like that's ruined. an honor. That's an honor, really. See, see, now we have to end it because Crystal said that she's happy to be the last one as an honor, Michaela. So I think we have to end it with, with this episode. 
Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> She's gonna drag you to do it one more time. <laughs> okay. uh, but Crystal, you can go first in this. What is your score? Oh. I think we can maybe guess, but hold on. Let's see. <laughs> really? Can you? It's Daybok. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if we're talking about the album, the single. They're both Daybok to me. Everything. <laughs> um, everything. You know, I think I need even more time with this album to really kind yeah. of place it in my pantheon of Stray Kids releases because I have about three albums right now that are at the top tier for me. But I definitely think that this song or and this album offer everything you love about Stray Kids and even more. I think that they're they're branching out, they're trying new things, you know, look to the unit songs if you really want to yes. see what Stray Kids are capable of outside of their typical Mala genre. Uh, but yeah, I think it's Daybok. I think it's a great step forward for them. Maybe not a giant leap, but that's okay. Mm. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And I'm looking, it makes me even more excited to see what they have coming next. Got it. Okay, Jay, what is your score? So, I mean, it's going to be pretty obvious. It's also, if we're talking single album, it's also a Daybok for me. I mean, Crystal put it into such great words. But I also think, like, with people getting into God's Menu and then Backdoor and then, you know, there's no more opportunity for people to realize, who is Stray Kids? And it's another great introductory track for new fans to get into them. And it's like, I'm so excited to see what's going to happen. I'm so impressed. And this is coming off of somebody who's only been into them really fully a year in, you know, for myself. So it's just like, Stray Kids, job well done. I'm excited. (laughs) Super big day box for me. And yeah. Okay, Emily. Um, it's not. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking this whole time, and I actually, no, this is Daybok for sure. I'm with my panelists here. This song, the album, I'm so proud of Stray Kids. Stray Kids deserve so much credit. They're innovators. What they're doing for K-pop is amazing. And like we all mentioned, Crystal mentioned, can't wait to see what they do next. But I think it's okay if we don't get a new release immediately because there's so much to digest here. They yeah. gave us they gave us a lot on this album. They did. So it, it's really impressive. My expectations were so high going in and they did not let me down. Congratulations, Stray Kids. Yeah. And we have a Japanese release to look forward to soon. <laughs> oh my so god, I forgot that. about that. I yeah. know. <laughs> it never stopped. Yeah, and I'm assuming this is going to get a repackage as well. Um, we can assume. I don't. Yeah. Have, I legitimately don't have any information, so no one look at me. But we <laughs> can it. assume. We can yeah. assume. Got it. Okay, Peter, what is your score? Yeah, it's Tebok. I, I I had expectations for this song. Thought it would be a banger, clanger. <laughs> and uh, those expectations were met. Yeah. Mikhail, they did it. Mikael. Last but not least. Okay, I gotta I gotta preface this with Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Um my mine is is a nut. Oh. <laughs> You've been so quiet this whole time. <laughs> we need to hear these criticisms. Go into it, Michaela. Okay, 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 good. My my 
defense again as somebody who is who is not new to, to stray kids but as is familiar with their discography especially with god's menu especially with backdoor everything that's come out recently and you know they're the songs that they put out for uh kingdom yeah for for me you you all talked about how domino was like the obvious choice mm. for for title mm. track yep. for me that's cheese <laughs> <laughs> because hey. for me, like uh, the okay. a truly Daybox Stray Kids comeback is is that that you know noisy music, but it also it has that fun. It's that quirkiness. It's that that kids aspect of it. That I hear that you. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. you know, for me, is what Stray Kids sound is the best. So yeah. I, again, fair. I'm not saying this you. is not a great. That's fair. So mm-hmm. it's just when you put it into context of especially the album and every other song, it's just not the most Daybok for me. That's fair. Because uh-huh. I, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, Cheese is a little bit more playful. Yeah. It's not so, yes. it's yeah. not so assertively uh, braggadocious and it's not mm-hmm. all about bravado. It's almost like very playful, very fun, very almost whimsical, yeah. which I think is like a cool aspect of stray kids so i i I completely understand that criticism and yeah yeah um, and more more background like my one of my favorite stray kids songs is the one where they go like red light green light swag oh my god oh my god oh my god uh, astronaut astronaut so oh wow astronaut does not get enough love yeah. No, oh, but Ashley doesn't get any I'm with you. Can't, I can't I can't have this conversation because it's gonna get me canceled. So I can't talk about astronaut. I can't talk about NS. I can't okay. I can't talk about uh Wolfgang and uh finally hearing the OT8 version on this yes. album. Oh yeah, which is right. Which is the only version that I'm going to listen to the only version that I have enjoyed. Uh, that was so awesome to finally yeah. hear Hyunjin on that track specifically. Yeah. It was just... See, Imagine brought, if he was there. So I no, know. I can't. It, it hurts too much, actually. I know. I don't know and if well, you, you... They performed it yes. on their comeback show. Yes. And yes. it was so good. It was so, so good. Just yeah. great to see him performing again with them. And again, just a great fresh start. I think, yes. again... God's Menu was the restart button and Thunderous and No Easy are definitely, we're still on the same track. Are they going to go, you know, I'm curious to see what's next. Are they going to go left or right? Are they going to take the road not taken? We'll see. Mm -hmm. But what do you want? Left or right? Oh, I would like, I would like something unexpected. Like, I don't, I like this banger clanger era of Stray Kids. And I, I think no matter what, they're always going to make bangers. Like this is their sound. And Mm -hmm. when they release their next album and their album after that and their album after that, they, there will still be bangers, but I wouldn't mind if they kind of surprised us, if they did something (gasps) a little red lights, red lights or something <laughs> red lights or something like the view as a title track you know Love i really we haven't, we, we haven't talked about the view but i think the view Love is it. just like a really mm-hmm. really pretty very like it's like blueprint a, yeah. an elevated blueprint almost and it's a very yeah. pretty pop song has a great message has yeah. a great very like again that synthy sound you can it's still a banger but it's a little bit of a softer banger yeah. Um, or even like, uh, I would like to see them do like another tortoise in the hair moment. Oh, um, God. Like, such a good song. Change it up. And I know that they're capable of so much. 
So I, again, it, like I'm never worried about Stray Kids. Never. Like I, I never get worried for a, co- a comeback or an album. I'm never like anxious about it. I'm always expecting something that I'll like. Um, which I think is like a positive attitude to go into any anything, yeah. um, you know, but with straight kids, I, 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 re- I never really feel disappointed with what they make. And to know that they're the ones making it, you know, to me, if you sit there and you tell me like, this is the sound that I want and the sound that best represents me, who am I to say no? Like, who am I to say like, well, no, like, yeah. I don't like how you see yourself. Yeah. Um, so again, they can keep making bangers. That's great. They can change it up. That would be great. They, you know, they, they really, for me, can do anything at this point. They're powerful. No, I agree. And you know what? I was nervous coming into this because they haven't missed for me. And I was like, ugh, it's going to, it's going to happen. It's going to happen where I don't like it. And I have to be a little critical. That's my mistake. Like I, (laughs) I trust them. I trust three Racha. Um, I agree. They can go any direction they want and, I'm going to appreciate the work that they've yeah. put in and who they are. But yeah. selfishly, I just want that red light. And and let's yeah. drop the music video. <laughs> let's drop the music video, please. I need this in my life. Not, I'm not ready for the red light music video. <laughs> no. Because that, that is no. something that we haven't talked about is that, you know, at this point, straight kids are, they're not kids. They are exactly. They are they're men. men. They're grown. They're grown. They're, they're, the youngest is, is what age now? 20 he's an adult 20. yeah he's 20 so now they're he's they SKZ. are all adults yeah. so they Men. can start doing these more sexy they're, more well, like, they like to joke concepts. i mean ian likes to joke all the time that he's quote unquote not ready <laughs> he's yeah, not yeah, yeah. Ready. he's always like <laughs> but yet but yet his favorite song on the album is red lights so exactly. i'm like clearly you, you're like, telling uh-huh. us something um yeah. but yeah i mean i also don't want to make it sound like this is like that I'm obsessed with every single song on the album. Like to me that there are songs that, uh, that I probably won't listen to very frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, surfing is one of them. I think surfing is such a cute <laughs> track, but oh, surfing out for my heart. <laughs> I know but surfing to me is like an amazing hook. Like that. Yeah. hook, It's like, it is a TikTok song. And I yeah. think that's amazing. Yeah, and I want it to blow it up on TikTok. I want people, I want it to go viral. I want it to get like millions and billions of views on TikTok because that hook is so powerful. Yeah. But like the verses, like when I was reading through the lyrics, they are really hilarious because they're just so <laughs> silly. And I, yeah. I can take, I can take silly and corniness to an extent. And at some point, I draw the line. At some point, I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't take this anymore. So I think Serpent is an incredible hook, and the verses are so-so. That's just my opinion. And, mm-hmm. like, I think everybody should be uh, free to express their opinions if it's your favorite group or not. Like, yes. I, I take everyone's opinions at, at, at face value. But, yeah, I would say, like, yeah, there are just certain songs that that didn't hit as hard for me emotionally or, you know, impactfully. But uh, on, uh, as a whole, I think the album is just so stellar. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to listener Katie, who shared earlier that surfing is a bop wave emoji, <laughs> surfing emoji. Sorry. So shout it out is to a bop. It's so the, refreshing. The hook is great. But like, guys, be honest. The only thing you remember is the hook. The only thing. <laughs> yeah. Is the yeah. True. I hear you. Because you're true. Hearing, it's so great. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I get honestly, that. I don't know how the verses go, and I've listened to it so many times. It just doesn't <laughs> stick in my head. It's fine. It's fine. 
But I, I kind of like how they include a song like that because it's yeah. like that refreshing. Yeah. Let me let me hold up, catch my breath oh, real quick. It's and a then, palate cleanser. Yes. Yeah, and it's just like, I think that's what I'm not necessarily hoping like will be the next one, but it's just like, if depending on which direction, it's just like, I kind of wish that they're going to go in a direction where it's just going to, let, let's tone down the hype just a little bit, not yeah. take it away fully, but like, hold on, let's take a deep breath again. <laughs> and then go back into this energy, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like it, I, that's what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, yeah. like the next one will just be something a little softer. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll sitting on chairs, yeah. not dancing. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. I well, don't know. I, I do wonder if we're ever going to get like another awkward silence type yeah. song, another kind of uh, cute song. I mean, mm. again. Uh, the thing I love about K-pop, the thing I love about boy groups of this generation is, again, there's a real spectrum. And yeah. I don't think any any group is opposed to releasing um, really dark or sexy or strong concepts. And then there's also like really light and fun and maybe a little bit more youthful, maybe a little bit more playful songs. Yeah. I'd be curious to see if we get like um, maybe a, like you were saying, like a serpent, like an OT8 version of that kind of song mm-hmm. and what they could do with it as a group project. You know, mm. I think I think that they could really elevate it and build off of that incredible hook and we would really get a song that would be just a summer anthem. Like, mm-hmm. again, I, I wish that they would have almost released the album earlier in the summer because mm. I think Surfin could have had that potential yeah. to really blow up and become like a summer viral hit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, but that's the point of the unit songs. The point of the unit songs exactly. is to try new things. And exactly. it's going to work for some people and it's not going to work for others. And that's fine. Yeah. Well, and I think it would be a challenge for stray kids because what they have that a lot of other gro- groups, in my opinion, don't have, it's very intense. Everything, there's an intensity and a vulnerability um, and an immediacy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like yeah. a chill, like cool summer bop that a lot of groups put out if stray kids did that i feel like there could be a missed opportunity because they do something that a lot of these other groups would try to do and i wouldn't buy it like there's groups that have had comebacks where i don't buy it and and it just feels awkward um Mm. i wonder if they went that direction if it would feel a little awkward because it's so kind of middle of the road emotionally um, everything with them is usually, you know, so intense. So that would be interesting to see. I'm just not sure, you know, how that would be received. Um, again, though, I'm going to trust them. I've learned my lesson. Trust three Racha. They'll figure out how to do everything and make it work. But yeah. I think that's an interesting um, thought. Yeah, they do. They're, they're kind of high intensity always. Yeah. Like even even though the title tracks, I think, aren't as vulnerable as some of the past yeah. title tracks. Like, I don't think I don't think Thunderous has maybe the same vulnerability that, say, District 9 had. But it's the same level of intensity and yes. it's the same level of yes. of, of, of energy and, and fire. And so, yeah, I, I do think that they would have to to fight against their own mythos in a way Mm -hmm. yes exactly i i think that it's a challenge that they would be well uh, well equipped to take and i i would follow them on that journey and see where it leads yeah i have a feeling uh chan is listening and taking notes somewhere (laughs) in the distance like he's like my ears are ringing he sees everything he sees everything exactly i will say that like this is what they're saying 
I think there is vulnerability in these aggressive songs they're putting out. I think it is mm. vulnerable to not be apologetic for who you are in the way that they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of yeah. their stuff with these songs reminds me of hip hop battles, of rap battles, mm. the humor aspect and the aggressive, you called me this, let's go. They're owning who they are. And that in and of itself is really vulnerable because it's not a surface level, like I'm cool, I'm the man. They really call everything out um, in a way that I think is strikingly confident for young guys. Like if they were 35, okay. 20 years old, 22 years old. Right. I think yeah. I think the vulnerability can exist at different levels. And even in these songs, I, I feel it from them. Yeah, it demonstrates some sense of maturity, for sure. Yes. Yeah, sense of maturity. That. Yeah, I, I think like again, three Racha getting their start as uh, rappers and you know yeah. trying shooting their shot in the underground rap scene. I think yeah. was a probably gives them that confidence and that bravado from the start, from the jump. And again, I, I think that the maturity aspect, watching them really find themselves, watching them become confident, watching them stop asking questions and start really living, is a is something that everybody can learn from. Yeah. I think it's a really just powerful, potent sentiment to put out in the world. Yeah. Um, but I also, I like when they're a little cheeky and a little oh, yeah. like, you know, oh, that's yeah. my my favorite kind of Stray Kids. You know, we haven't talked about Sick, but that's like one of my favorite oh, songs. Another and one. And yeah, I, I just think Kenjin's vocal fry is so amazing. Yes. That's going to be my... When I finally get a Stan account, it's going to be at Kenjin's Vocal Fry. Um, and I'm checking if that's already taken. I'm sure it is. I'll change the Do it spelling. now. Yes, do, do this now. at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, do it now I, and then just leave it. I love... There's a lyric from Han in that song. And it's like one of my favorite lyrics on the album. I wouldn't say it is vulnerable at all, but it's just like such a, I think it's the statement of the album. And it's Ooh. so, so along with my modesty, I'll put it inside my pocket. And again, I just, I think that's such a bold statement to yeah. make. They are, they are young. They are hungry. They are ready to take on more and they're ready to do more. They're ready to challenge themselves and again just as a stay as a fan of music as a fan of of this group i'm more more than happy to go along with them on this journey wherever it may take us hopefully i I hope that we get just more in general i want to see more songs from everybody i want to see more skids records have them release kind of the music that they want to be releasing i think it's a great opportunity for them as a group to really experiment and and, and yes. do try new things and there's nothing wrong with that like I love that Hyunjin likes writing his little ballads and, oh. or his like sexy R&B songs yes. and then you have Jisung with his really emotional melodic rap trap music and then you have Changbin who also comes through with these really yes. just like descriptive beautiful heart-wrenching kind yes. of songs you have yes. Mino coming through with like a dirty bop yeah <laughs> AKA drive drive is another mm-hmm. yeah so it's like I like that they get to ex- they get to express themselves in so many mm-hmm. different ways and that's the real beauty of Stray Kids and again mm-hmm. it's hard for me it's hard for me to be critical of people who are really just expressing themselves and being unabashedly confident while doing so yes it's authentic and it comes yeah. through 
Um, yeah, I love Stray Kids. I, I, I also, sorry to cut you off. I also really like on this album that you're hearing them do different parts. They're breaking the line, the vocal line, the rap line. Lino goes off in Thunderous, and it's amazing. I was like, wait, who's rapping right there? Oh, it's Lino. Hyunjin is getting to sing more and he can sing. It's so nice to hear those vocals. Obviously, you've got triple threats with Chan and Han. They do it all. They're amazing. But I like that they're letting all the members kind of find their groove and do different things. And I'm sure we'll see more of that. Yeah. The line distribution on the title track is really good. Amazing. It was a very amazing. It was almost even. It was yeah. almost even. Which is not easy to do, I think, with a K-pop track. Yeah. So but yeah, I do think every member had their own moment. I I don't know how you're feeling, Michaela. We're, we're, we're a little over time. <laughs> we can clearly talk forever about <laughs> yeah. Stray Kids. We could start a Stray Kids podcast if we wanted to. Duh. <laughs> um, you know, at the risk of Michaela maybe throwing something at me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, well, that's why We're I brought do you guys this, this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just show up and we'll, we'll do Strickland's part two. Uh, I, but I, I, I uh, a question that that's been burning on me, but maybe you guys know the answer to it. Um, what's with the uh, resolution that they've been using for their past few music videos? It's always a much wider mm. frame. I especially mm. notice this as a video DJ, like because I'm mm. DJing, and <laughs> right. I was like, oh, I got to change the resolution for a Stray Kids song. <laughs> or do you, do I you have no know? idea. <laughs> no. Me either. It's at the discretion of the director, who they—it's the same director yeah. from some of their past title tracks. So I think they've found. We've talked a lot about how they've found a signature sound. They've also found a signature aesthetic, yes. and they've found. If you watch their visuals, again, Godspend You was just a complete restart. Uh, for them visually, maybe sonically, uh, but uh, especially when it comes to their aesthetics, their visuals, the idea that they are doing kind of like a different frame rate. It's making mm. things a little bit more cinematic, mm. which I like seeing. Um, so yeah, I do think like the straight kids are really becoming almost like, so it's like the experience is so integrated from visuals to choreography to music, and I think a lot of that has to do with how much say they have in these ideas and these concepts. I mean, a beautiful thing to watch during Kingdom was to see like them really collaborate with Division One and seeing how much leeway Division One really gave them in being the archetypes of their of their sound and their stages and their concepts. And I think uh, that is all the, the the kind of the excellence that we're seeing at this point in their career yeah. is really just the product of being so cohesive in their messaging, in their aesthetics, and that collaboration between them and their team. It, it really does seem even at JYP Asian Soul, Mr. JYP himself, posting on his Instagram, <laughs> like, these kids are the real deal. Like, they really do it all. Like, we don't have to worry about them. They have an idea and they go for yeah. it. Like we offer ideas, but they've already got it. So I, I again, I don't know the exact reason. I don't think that I, I would love to see an interview with that director. They've been using a few directors really exclusively recently. Um, and I would love to see an interview with that director because I, I would be curious to know like the visual, um, kind of the visual elements and, mm -hmm. and what the symbolism is behind it. Other than it being like really you know, cool to look at. 
<laughs> I, I'm I'm just willing to bet that it's like, well, this knob only goes to ten, but when we really want to take it, you know, give it just a little bit of that something more, we we turn it to eleven. It's eleven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's gonna be the same thing because you know, with straight kids, we're always you know at the top. You know, we're always peak <laughs> intensity loudest. And when we're looking for that little bit extra more, yeah. we just increase the resolution. So. Yeah, we always we always do the un- the unexpected. I'm gonna to add a. I want to plant a little seed because, you know, when it comes to the production of Stray Kids music videos, especially with the last couple of ones, I wouldn't be surprised if anything, I'm going to cash in more if we got TR level, like lengthy music videos in the future yeah. where you can see the whole story yes. and concept mm-hmm. behind it. And I'm just like, they're just going to, they're just waiting for it. It's just like, it's going to happen one day where we're just going to see this whole cinematic yeah. universe come to life in that sense and it's just like ready take my money yeah. is ryan yeah. reynolds gonna produce that one exactly yeah, he's right. he is. why not <laughs> i'll be really i'll just be really honest and while i think concepts are cool i like the stray kids concept i don't need it to really like be a thing you know like yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. To, it's True, not yeah. why I enjoy mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm, why I enjoy yeah. their music it's not why I enjoy anybody's music especially with Stray Kids because I really did try to understand it with like the two moons and all of that mm-hmm. and and how all of like especially in the clay series but then it ended and now we're at a di- like mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of layers I feel like we're telling multiple stories I don't know if any of them are connected but you know <laughs> I'm really happy that Bung Chan is having fun you yes. know, I'm like very happy. <laughs> like, have your fun. Produce your bops. Yes. yes. Give me give, give me the Cliff Notes version when it's over. <laughs> well, Emily, you, you hit on it earlier. There's a certain intensity and immediacy that's in the zeitgeist of, of Stray Kids. And I think we'll, we'll see that, hear that, feel it um, in whatever shape that, that takes place from here. So... Um, really, we, we got to cut this episode off, guys. <laughs> we can talk we about go. more. We got to talk, talk about Stray Kids maybe more in a future episode, but this is it yeah. for this episode. So signing off, um, let our listeners know where they can find you each um, online and in all places and, and promote your, 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 your book or, or that thing that you're, you're doing. So um, Crystal, uh, you're, you're, you're first on the list. So go ahead. Hi, um, you can find me uh, at Crystal Bell on Twitter. Uh, come to me with memes, hot takes. <laughs> I regularly post all of my work there. So I write for Teen Vogue, Paper Magazine. This week I'm rolling out a big project with the Boys of Tomorrow by Together, uh, which has been really fun. I'll have a Stray Kids review in Teen Vogue shortly. Yay. So you will hear all of these thoughts again, but in print form. You can read. Um, so that'll be fun. But yeah, so just uh, at Crystal Bell on Twitter, uh, send me lots of Stray Kids gifts. Thank you. <laughs> and Jay? So, okay, it's a little bit complicated. So, uh, anyways, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, simply J Official. The J is just different on IG, where it's you spell it out. Or you can find me on Twitch as Boss Lady JX, where I try to do unboxings and first listens. But you can also find me on the podcast. I am the co-host for the Craze Cast, as well as I'm a writer for the magazine as well. Um, fun episode, actually. 
I, it, it's going to be out by the time this is out. <laughs> the next episode that we did was actually on Stray Kids. So you <laughs> might want... I talk about more of God's menu there. And um, yeah, just find me there. I'm usually screaming about something on social media, <laughs> specifically Twitter. Um, but yeah, you can talk to me there. Find me there. And also, shout out to K-pop chat get in there when I can so yeah so you can also find me hanging around if I'm not participating I'm always hanging around in the audience and listening in so yeah thank you for having me and it's a pleasure to be working with everyone again on Twitter spaces k-pop chat Mm -hmm. Monday 515 or 815 Pacific time 815 Eastern (laughs) sorry 815 yes 815 Eastern yeah and Emily uh, you can find me on Twitter, Emily KMM. I also do a weekly podcast, K pop podcast called the New York City K pop Queens. Episode 66 comes out tomorrow, and we review Stray Kids. So if you really want to hear a total breakdown of the album with me and my co host, please give us a listen. NYC K pop Queens on Twitter and Instagram, all one word. This was a pleasure. I love talking about K pop, but Stray Kids are my heart. Thank you so much for including me. And huge shout out to all of you, Jay and Crystal. You guys are the best. This was really, really fun. So thank you. So fun. So much fun. Yeah. When is this coming out? Uh, It depends how quickly I edit. So we'll we'll see what that looks like. And Michaela? And if if you're not turned off by my my stray kids hot takes you can Never. follow me on twitter <laughs> no, at J. K. yeah no i think we, no. we try to pride our 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 beautiful intelligent gifted listeners uh who who uh, exemplify critical thinking and yes. know that we you love can, critical thinking <laughs> yes. you can like a group and have constructive nuanced things to say at the same time and crazy i see and it's so important, honestly, though, Michaela, like, especially for a group like Stray Kids, I really want Three Racha, I really want Bang Chan to, like, hear different perspectives on their yeah. music. And I think it's the only way that creatives grow and yeah. producers grow. Yeah. And it really, uh, it, it irritates me sometimes when I think <laughs> fandom is just a giant echo chamber. And sometimes I just want these artists to hear critical thoughts about their not critical isn't bad but just like yeah. critical thinking um uh, about their album and, and about their work because they deserve it they deserve to hear somebody really break down you know what really works what maybe doesn't work you know and i, I think it's so important so again your opinion is so valuable yeah because the echo chamber is a disservice uh, at the end exactly. of the day. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. It's, it's such a disservice for any artist, for any creative, especially an artist who is actively yeah. like contributing to their music, yeah. making their own music. It's a real disservice. And I wish I wish it wasn't so much a thing. I think artists really love to hear, you know, thoughts and unfiltered thoughts and, you know. So, yeah. But... I it's been such a pleasure. This is I love talking about Stray Kids. I love talking about music. I love talking about K-pop. So you guys have been awesome. All right, and oh, Mikhail, where can people find you? Oh, you're, you're sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, and I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. Uh, my plug for my thing. I'm, I'm DJing at <laughs> Joy Rockers Club for this weekend, our coming weekend. Hey. I'll be sharing the stage with 
Everglow. Oh, and F. Card, Ace, Yubin, MCND, PH1, Sonny. We'll pretend that didn't happen. Donkigs, Alexa. And many more. Um, wow. By the way, Everglow is a group who I think who have uh, done Banger Clanger yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. In a way that reinvents each time. So, yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm looking to compare directly, but I think that's a good example. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if. 100%. Sorry, go ahead. You're going to read the next line, Michaela. Yeah. And lastly, you can follow all, all of us at the K pop cast on twitter um but if you want to get to know us better or make new friends or you know continue this love this amazing conversation about stray kids um you can continue that in our official k-pop cast slack channel the link will be in the description of this episode that's fun yeah waste your time there <laughs> Do the work don't, um. don't tap me don't tap me <laughs> i already spent too much time on reddit i can't yeah oh. i can't <laughs> It's a definite switch up. It's not Discord. <laughs> yeah, I think because we, we got more grown up listeners. Sorry, not not to knock Discord <laughs> participants, but um, it's okay. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, we've got that. We also got a newsletter, so you can uh, sign up for that. Link awesome. for that will be in the description of this episode. And um, we'll catch you guys all next time. Um, I, I think we'll, we'll talk about straight kids. I'm sure again at some point in the future. So we'll, we'll bring you all back for that. <laughs> Um, but th- as always, if there's anything you want to pitch yourselves or invite yourself onto the show for it, we're always welcome or receptive to that. So, thank cool. you, thank you for your time, awesome. everyone. Thank you. Thank, thank you, thank you. This has been so fun. All right, bye, so much fun. Bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. <laughs>